You're listening to audio from the Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about the village or to connect with us, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. Welcome to an episode of the Formed and Sent podcast, a podcast by the Village Church for the Village Church that gathers in downtown Hamilton, Ohio. My name is Scott. I'm one of the pastors here of the Village, and joining me today is... Matt Tucker, one of the pastors of the Village as well. Hey, Scott and Matt. My name is Michael Graham. Greetings to you and yours, sir. Nice to meet you. Hey, you as well. (laughs) Uh, It's been a long time since we've done one of these. Uh, I was thinking on the drive-in this morning that if folks have been around even for like a year, they may not even know that we... (laughs) We ever do a podcast. And so uh, if you didn't know we did these things, we do them occasionally. We used to do them like every week, uh, but now it's just kind of like as needed, sort of, as an extra space for us to speak to things that maybe don't need to fill up a Sunday morning slot or a family meeting or whatever. And so um, what are we talking about today? Well, we don't do them every week because we talk about all the things that you could possibly talk about. So once a year is what we're doing now. Uh, We're just... uh, I think it was in staff meeting last week, uh, just kind of brought up the idea of we do a uh, membership renewal at the end of every year, November-ish, and this year we kind of added some questions to that to just get a little more data rather than simply acknowledging your continued membership or withdrawing your membership. And so we just thought it would be a good space to just kind of talk about some of the things that came from that and uh, interact with that a bit. So. Sweet. Uh, if someone's listening to this and don't know what, they don't know what like the membership renewal thing is, just, I know that's not what this is about, but you want to explain what that process is or why we do it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the um, annual membership renewal process, or the AMRP, as we call it in the biz, <laughs> is um, it's literally just a way that we kind of connect with the members once a year, typically towards the end of the summer. Um, It's a way we get feedback. It provides on and off ramps for you all as members. It's a way we get to be reminded of certain things and also to highlight what's important. And this year we added some stuff in regards to membership, but it's it's an opportunity for you to tell us, hey, like I want to continue on or I'd rather not continue on or, hey, this is concerning. And it's just a way that we can have some time with you to learn about how the church is doing, find maybe health spots and unhealthy spots and kind of go from there. Sweet. Yeah, we tweak every year. Like I edit the Village Gate stuff in some way, shape, or form. That's evolved a bit over time. And so we encourage folks to yeah. read through that or listen to that again just to refresh and mm-hmm. make sure folks are aligned uh, around all that stuff. Yeah, and so we did add some questions this year, uh, the results of which we wanted to chat about. What's What did we... What do we add? What do we ask about in general? Can I add one thing? To oh, the, yeah, go for the, it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the flock among us piece is like a real thing. And so uh, there's no like, hey, where's the scripture that talks about church membership? You know, church mm-hmm. membership covenant. That's not in the Bible um, directly. You're not going to find that in your, you know, concordance or whatever. Um, but like for us, we do take seriously as elders the responsibility to shepherd the flock among us. That's not every Christian on the planet. Um, that is every Christian that has committed mm-hmm. us into their care and vice versa. And so that's just a thing. And it is, a, like you said, it's a reminder. We know that when you fill out the annual renewal within 30 seconds, we know that you didn't read the 88 pages <laughs> that Scott spent, you know, labored over, which is fine. Like, we, we totally get it. Um, but it's also, it is a space to evaluate and just say, hey, is the mission that this local church is 
um, you know, engaging in? Is that what I'm still committed to? Yeah. And so it's an opportunity to, to remind and also evaluate and reflect whatever. So, yeah. That's no, that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, biblically, you know, yeah. The elders are called to shepherd the flock. And so any, to your point, there's not a, a passage about church membership covenants or whatever, but any faithful pastor is going to wonder who their flock is and wants to know who their flock is. And so like, that's one of the ways that we get to kind of define who those people are is by, Hey, who wants to be in the flock? Um, and also because as the village, we are, we're elder led member informed. Uh, we thought, Hey, like not just, uh, kind of reaffirm who's in and who's out, but also let's use this thing that specifically is for all of the members every year to maybe ask some specific questions. Like we make space throughout the year with family meetings and just throughout the year, I think we're pretty available and approachable guys, uh, you know, to chat with and whatever. We have plenty of space Mm -hmm. for conversations, but not necessarily always space to like, we don't always explicitly go out to get data like from our folks. And so this is a a kind of a fresh new way that we get to um, remain informed by the members, like, but all of them who fill out this form or whatever. And so, yeah, all good stuff. So what are, what are the things that we wanted to talk about today that we asked about in the survey sorry yeah some specific stuff like we added questions on location like how much did where we were matter about the our facility in general with the 210 like hey what are thoughts on Kville and space and if we moved or if we didn't and what's important you know being above ground or not there's <laughs> questions about mission and identifying even like like we said earlier where do they kind of categorize themselves with committed or acquainted all that stuff there's some questions around there and yeah it's just there's probably more than that, but those are some of the main things that jumped off the page and helping you to kind of understand where our heads are, helping us to understand where your heads are and what's important in those areas. So when we make a decision or we consider a new space, we kind of make it with them and your priorities in the background. Yeah, it's good. Sweet. Well, uh, let's jump in. Why don't you just read what it is that we ask members on the uh, renewal form? Like you read the question so folks even know what we're talking about. What did yeah. we ask? So with regard to gathering space, the... I, I think it was the only question that we that we said um, mm-hmm. tried to make the biggest bang for buck, but put the following in order from most important to least important to you. And I know like the way that the question was like some people struggled a bit like, hey, I'm trying to figure this out or whatever. But essentially it was, you know, staying downtown, getting above ground, finding a traditional gathering space, more space for you know neighbors to sit, essentially more gathering space and then more kids space were the options. And so. That was the question. Why? So why was this like a timely thing? Like why include that in this year's annual renewal stuff? Why are we asking about that? Well, we're always just keeping an eye open for other opportunities and available spaces. Like that's been something for the last, you know, so many years that we've been doing. And over the summer, you know, an opportunity came up for us to look into that was maybe not exactly what we thought it would be. It's, it was a little outside of our location that we were hoping for and so we did consider it obviously we want to consider every option but um in the end like that brought a lot of questions up like how would people consider moving outside of downtown or would that change our mission or how would that change our people or who who came or our distance from 129 or 75 and so that's kind of what led us to this question then is hey if we were to actually jump onto this opportunity with this other location what would be like the effects of that yeah that's good yeah, uh, there are a couple things that come to mind with that. Uh, I think as we think about gathering space, we don't want to meet in a basement with low ceilings. Like that's whatever. It, you know, we we found ourselves here. You know, this was the third space that we gathered. We've been here for probably nearly ten years, mm-hmm. I think. 
And it's been fine, but uh, in no order, I think the things that we consider is like logistics and function. Like, okay, like, can we have space for kids? What's the flow like? What is, you know, do we have enough people or enough seats for people? Uh, can people hear? Like, those are just very logistical. Yeah. But also, and you can say, well, those aren't very spiritual. But at the end of the day, like, people have to fit into a room. Like, that's just the way that it is. And yeah. so, um, again, these are in no order. But there is yeah. just an... an I think the saying is like you're always communicating something, and so I remember um, one of our pastors, Adam Hanauer. He said when he came down in the basement years ago, it was the first time they moved from out of town, trying out this new church. They walked down the stairs, and he said, "I told my family, like kids, stay close. Like we have no idea what we're going to get into, <laughs> and if you see like mom and I like head for the door, like stay close and don't look back. You know, and so like that is the thing. And every person that comes down this you know, those stairs in the elevator, they just don't know what to expect. And I think we delight them in like in a surprising way. Like, wow, yeah. I, you know, I had no idea. But still, like, vibe is a thing. What the entrance looks like, what the parking lot's like, all those things. And certainly what, you know, going down in a basement, you know, there's the, the vibe of that is a thing. Hospitality, how much we can be mindful of guests and signage is a part of that and just lots of things. But uh, our space certainly... Man, there's only so much you can do with whatever space that you have. And then uh, Matt kind of alluded to it, but just mission mm-hmm. and location is a huge part of that. And I think that was the thing as we had an opportunity that was, it was really six or seven minutes away. Um, but it was, that's a, that's a world apart from yep. where we are. <laughs> and so that really did, in a really sweet way, just say, all right, what are we about? We say we're downtown, but if we weren't downtown, what would that affect? And that really probably has had some greater impact in terms of philosophy of ministry and missional engagement, even with those directly around us, uh, other nonprofits, et cetera. And so I think those are some of the things that we mm-hmm. consider as you kind of think about you know, spaces and opportunity, like what's there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, all kinds of logistical stuff. Our, our lease was coming yeah, <laughs> to an end, and yeah. so oh, we're re-upping, and we're staying here. Just all sorts of little things like that, timing-wise, and just thinking about, yeah, mission and community yeah. and all those things that matter to that. The, the, a facility facilitates community and mission, and it can do that really well, or it can not. <laughs> and so we wanted to like serve the teams and the people that meet here and that use the space. And so, yeah, so it's not like just a building. It is yeah. a space, but it's, it is a tool for you know, the kingdom. And so we get to think of it that way, which is why we wanted to ask Absolutely. Uh, folks about this. Yeah, it has impact. It's secondary to some of the primary mm-hmm. things of mission and obviously salvation and God's plan and all that. But like, it is still a thing and people consider it when they look at churches and yeah. the, the impact of the building and where it is and all that. So it's, it's still important. Yeah. For sure. So what did folks say? How would we, how, how do you want to interpret the data? These like clumps of bar graphs. <laughs> <laughs> Because there are rankings, and everyone got to rank them differently. And so <laughs> the data is a little bit not not that it's not murky, but it's not as like clear cut. Oh, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five. But how would we interpret what those results are? Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess just the reason why we did that. And this, we asked these questions about several of these questions. Why are we asking this? Is it going to shape anything that we do? And I think again, Matt <clears throat> pointed to it like we just want to have a pulse on. Man, the felt needs and perception, you know, perspective and perception of yeah. people who are part. Um, and so, um, in some ways, it would have been really nice if it was like a landslide. And this is the <laughs> obvious thing. And just as broad as can be, like there were no major peaks. And so we try to look at what were 
assuming that people filled it out correctly and figured out what one was and five was, <laughs> um, there was nothing crazy. The biggest peak is the least important is finding a traditional building. That was nearly double any other peak in there. Um, the other side of that was at the top of what people thought was the most important was staying in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, tied with finding a traditional church building. <laughs> Just weird. So as many people said it was the most important to find a traditional church building as staying downtown. However, like more people said finding a traditional church building was their least favorite thing than anything else. And so that's, again, where the data comes a little whatever. Yeah, you got people that feel strongly both sides, which is, hey, that's good. It's uh, what we love. And so, yeah, but that was clearly the, the one peak was the finding a traditional church building the least important thing for more people than any other option. I think what was more clear through all of this was that people do desire to be in a church that connects with this downtown area. Like, you know, like certainly it's hard to read some of the things, but from conversations we had to this information that we're talking about today on this survey, it does feel like, hey, like people in general here want to be a part of something that's local, that is caring about the city, mm-hmm. That is that is more internal than external to what's going on, and that's yeah. that's helpful for us as we are mindful of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. There are churches that have been planted years ago in this city downtown that moved literally to the mm-hmm. hill, and and by and large, I won't speak for them, but through conversations with people who have been a part of those con- congregations, it is a bit of a lament. Um, literally, and, and you get why the church would be on a hill, like so, so <laughs> yeah. that its light might yeah. shine upon the people. But like, there is an element to being um, among just am- among the people when the church gathers. Yeah. That is a sweetness. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be fair, like we've always been, this is kind of where we've always been is downtown, and mm-hmm. largely, almost always been below the ground. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. and always you know, been on Second Street, and always on Second Street. And so, there's a part of that that's like. You know, we don't want to, it's comfortable, you know what I mean? Like, it's comfortable just to kind of be where we've always been. And so getting a pulse on, do folks, I mean, clearly, I think as the data shows, like, folks would be really, like, interested in being above ground at some point. But it seems like also people are really wanting to stay downtown as well. Those seem to be, like, the top. In terms of kind of how people ranked stuff, those two seem to be of the most importance equally in some ways. It's kind of hard to (laughs) sift through it, uh, the way it shakes out. If you see it. If you be able to see the, the bar graphs, you'll know what we're talking about. But uh, yeah, but I, I think it's maybe a testament to the fact that, oh, folks like where we are um, and kind of like what's going on here. Also, um, it would just be such a different, it would be a different thing to like pick up and move to a different neighborhood, even if mm-hmm. it is five, six, seven minutes away. Like that's a big deal. It's a different feel. It's a different vibe, yep. mission, all those things. Like the community around us is different. And so, yeah, there's something to be said for remaining consistent, you know, and being who we are, but also like, we don't want to just get stagnant. No, we've always been here. And so let's stay here. But it seems like folks are like, yeah, no, let's stay downtown and hang out here. And I think for us, just as elders, it gave us a greater appreciation for this space. Um, Not that this is the space, Oregon, not that we'll be here for 10 years, but it is easy to just be here and to wish for better, Mm -hmm. to think that, oh, if we could only get out then, but it is helpful to know like, man, this, this is not um, nothing. Right. Yeah. And, and we can make this better and we can use it and God is using it. And so I think it just gave me and, and I think us a greater 
thankfulness for what we do have because there are a lot of good things about this space. And it's easy just sure. to view the negatives of, well, we're landlocked or we're underground, but there's a lot of positives to it as well. It's easy to miss those when you're looking for something else sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Do we want to talk about where we are in any of that outside of the, I mean, where are we? I mean, <laughs> I, do you want to tell me where we are? In <laughs> well, I mean, so like in some of the, <clears throat> hey, like, you know, there are some notes and kind of space for people to interact and oh, yeah. and one of the, you know a, a couple of the things it's like hey it would be nice to find a bigger building sure and like we we know that yeah um, and so I I think we can be honest here Scott can scratch this from the record but it's we have for the last six seven months pursued like other options what is out there? like that that's been our posture what mm-hmm. is out there. And within a parameter, although we would be willing to look at stuff beyond, and we did a little bit, yep. talk to a realtor, like several people who are connected, chamber of commerce, like other pastors, the what city, is available. Folks in the city, you know, and, like, yeah. And I, like, the, my ideal is, man, downtown, an empty warehouse that we can make whatever we want with tall ceilings. That would be incredible. Yeah. Uh, traditional church building could be fine as long yeah. as logistically it wasn't so disjointed that we couldn't mm-hmm. whatever. Um, it, that seated at least 350 people. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, with plenty of kid space and whatever. And as it stands right now, that doesn't exist or that's not available. That that's right. not a possibility. And so we we have pursued diligently with mm-hmm. due diligence um, what else is out there. And as it is right now, and, and as Matt said, we're hey, we get to fall in love with the place that God has given us yeah. because right now that is our only option. Yeah. That meets us with lease agreements and whatever, and we have a great relationship with Primary Health, and it seems like they don't want to get rid of us. So right now we're kind of like, okay, well we're going to be here for a little while, yeah. and so let's invest a bit in yeah. space. I mean, our rent is great for mm-hmm. what we pay for the space that we have down here, two blocks away from you know High Street Absolutely. is crazy. We have a giant brand new parking lot that's yep. there, new lights, everything. We have a an elevator that works, handicap accessibility. Um, there's just so much stuff mm-hmm. that I know you can walk through the space and you look at our bathrooms and be like, ah, much to be desired. But there are also so many like, like not even amenities, but just like basic bare bones stuff yeah. that when we've gone and looked at other churches, it's like, oh, this is a beautiful church building. Uh, there are eight parking spots and the rest mm-hmm. you have to like park on the street. It's like, yeah. well, that's not, that's not going to work yeah. or going to a, you know, some traditional church buildings, which I don't think any of us are opposed to. I, there's. Yeah. I mean, I grew up going to a traditional church, but beauty and all sorts of stuff there. But some of those buildings are like carved up yep. in such tiny little pockets that it, it would not facilitate like kids ministry or like the beautiful kind of openness that we have here that facilitates just hanging out and yep. community before and after the gathering. Uh, like, like it's a it's a good problem to have when we have to shush you like during <laughs> the welcome on yep. a Sunday morning gathering because people are talking. Like that's a great thing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like there's just stuff about this space that facilitates again the community and the mission um, and even some folks like young lives they meet here and one of the reasons that that some of those single moms come here and feel like they are more comfortable showing up is because we're not a traditional church building which yeah. you know that's you could say ah there's pros to being in it and there are pros to being in a traditional church building but so there's just lots of stuff to love about the space that we're in right now if you are out there and say, oh, I have the space for you guys, we are definitely not saying that we're shooting anything down either. So to Scott's just point, I'll affirm that. Like yeah. We are very mindful of all the benefits of here. At the same time, when we think about stuff, we haven't closed the doors on anything that could be out there. And so for sure. if you're out there, like some of the big building blocks of what we're looking for is like parking, 
location, price, and layout. Those mm-hmm. four things might not be the only things, but those are sure. the big categories. So yeah, like the, like Michael said, we would love a flat, open floor plan. But it, yeah, nothing like that is out there that we know of today, and so that's yeah. that's what we're praying for there. A uh, couple of other things we we asked about, like, oh, would you want some more space for like the main gathering area, or more space for kids? Like, how would you rank those? And it seemed like more folks slightly wanted like more kid space mm-hmm. than main gathering space, um, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, I I know we have again classrooms kind of carved up back in our current cable hallway, um, and the folks there. I mean, a lot of amazing stuff happens back there, but totally get wanting a little bit more breathing room mm-hmm. back there. Uh, not just on Sunday mornings, but also Sunday evenings too for the bridge for you know those students to have some more um, leg room. Uh, the biggest <laughs> young folks around us and a growing ministry, um, which is really cool. So yeah, that was just a point of data as well that it seemed like ah, bigger kid space, more kid space was seemingly more uh, desired than even main gathering space. So yeah. the least the man the least number of people were least interested in more Kville space or more yeah. kids space and so that means it was like the lowest priority for the fewest number of people right. was kids space yeah yeah and then getting above ground oddly enough wasn't polarizing that is it wasn't 1 and 5 mm-hmm. but it was the highest in the middle of like you know eh, 2 3 or 4 yeah uh, let's get above ground which hey that matters you yeah. know yeah. yeah totally agree yeah. yeah we would love that too <laughs> I would love not to have to buy grow bulbs to have plants in my office. And just open the open the curtains and let them grow. Cool. Anything else about space stuff, gathering space stuff? I think that was good. Um, so the other thing that we uh, talked about was yeah, moving to two gatherings on a Sunday morning. Do you want to read the question that we asked on the renewal form as yes. it stated with the options given to select uh, how willing would you be to go to two gatherings in our current location? Uh, no way. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> it would be difficult and potentially taxing for those serving, but I'm all for creating more space for my neighbors to hear the gospel. That was loaded, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't not choose that one. Jeez. Uh, it doesn't matter what the win would be. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, like why, just like the gathering space question, why was this a thing that we felt like we should ask this past year? Like, well, first of all, man, no one here is dying to go to two gatherings. But the reason why we would is because there is a limited amount of space for the children, for, for the children, for, <laughs> for, for our the gathering space. And so that's a real thing. Like, we have kind of done some expansions in our gathering space and bumped back certain walls, and we are basically to the point where we can't do that too much more. And so that's why we're considering this, because there is some slow growth, which we're very thankful for. Um, there is kind of a maxed out capacity in most of our space, and so that is a real thing at some point. Um, that's gonna that's what brings us to this question. Sure. Uh, yeah, so like how would, I mean, even just thinking about this theoretically, I know it's like, oh, just add another gathering and that, you know, makes more space for more people to be able to show up without cramming everyone in one, you know, one time slot. How has that, does that, how does that shape, how might maybe that impact the village specifically, like our church community? Can I preface? No. (laughs) What if I say no? Uh, Man, we know that change is really difficult. And like, if we move, that's going to make some people angry it's going to make people happy if we like we, we get that going to two gatherings like man could be that's polarizing 
Like there were people that said it doesn't matter what the win would be, like no way. Right? <laughs> Despite having the Jesus answer on there. We, yeah. some people and, there are, picked, yeah. and there are other people who were like, yes, sign me up or whatever. Yeah. About the same number of people. We're not into the data yet. But and so like, man, we're leading people is tough. Leading people at times like this is tough. Leading the church is tough. And so like there's always like the felt like no one likes change. And we get that. And so that sounds like a, a like a setup for me to say, so we're going to two get that's not it either. Like we want to be mindful of what's happening. Um, uh, we know that that church growth in particular is it's the most bizarre thing. Jesus says, like, go and multiply. Like, make more of us. And yet when church plants or small churches do that, then everyone always has, like, it's just this natural effect of, like, well, I'm not in the inner circle and I'm not whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've been expanded out. I'm not as important or whatever, which is... I hate that. Don't want that to be the case. Or like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like a family. I liked it when there were 30 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there's 300 of us. Like, as if, and I'm not projecting this, I get all those feelings. But then you have, you know, Jonah saying, gosh, Nineveh repented. <laughs> like, how da- like, this is why I didn't want to go tell. And it's like, so like, we're mindful of all those things. And, and really, like, it's not that, that all that comes to head around um, a two gatherings conversation, but in some ways, like we get that it really does. So the tensions around that are okay, uh, more commitment if you're preaching or you're in the band or you're media, whatever. Does that mean that I'm here for six hours? If I'm serving in kids, what does that mean? Um, do we have more, do we need more volunteers? Do we need whatever? And so the logistics become the difficult thing. And I think I think the pushback is primarily around. Oh, I won't get to see all the people, and it will feel like a disjointed mm-hmm. church family, which is obviously a thing. Sure. Yeah. And gosh, I, I just don't want to be overwhelmed with serving. Like yeah. those are the two mm-hmm. pushbacks. So when we have those conversations, those are certainly problems to be solved or uh, obstacles to be considered. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. From people and those those concerns or considerations from folks that aren't wanting to like shortcut Jesus in their week and I don't want to spend any more time like with that's not at all or people that aren't willing to serve (laughs) as like you know real conversations with people who serve incredibly well who are I mean that's just it's so much to then either you're doubling the amount of volunteers that you need a Sunday or you're asking folks to to stick it out twice whether that's serving two times in a row or to double volunteer, oh, you're you're serving at one gathering and then hanging out and just like being a part of the next one, depending on if you're kids or whatever. It just becomes logistically like it becomes logistically more complicated and more demanding to make those things happen. And church, like our Sunday morning gathering stuff, we've never wanted it to be a performance, a show, a thing that we're putting on. And churches that have multiple gatherings, you know, they can do that without it being that too. But it just it becomes a lot more work. Yeah. Um, which I'm not saying it's not worth it, but that is just a thing that could happen. On the flip side, like you don't go to, go to two gatherings, you're committed to one, and so at some point you have then capped, yeah. like you've you've capped how many folks you can invite. You know, neighbors yeah. that can come, folks that can join us on a Sunday morning, um, because there's only so much space. Especially when we're talking about being in a basement here at the village, like yeah. there's maybe one extra step that we can take to add some seats down here, and that's it. Like. Unless we're going to yep. start putting seats, you know, all the way back towards the coffee bar, you know, for folks to like tune in from way back there. But like, there's a, there's just there's pros and cons to all of it that Absolutely. shapes and caps and changes things. And so, yeah, it's a big deal. 
Yeah, and we're not the first church to have these considerations, and no, so yeah. there's resources, and you know, I we've not like dove in to like solve these things yeah. yet because we haven't had to. I think in terms of numbers, um, we have an occasional gathering, and I would say more increasingly that feels full, mm-hmm. and so that's what kind of prompts us to say, all right, if we are committed to stay in the space, then how do you feel about two gatherings? Because if we do what we hope the Spirit leads us into, and that's make, mature, and multiply disciples, then we will have to navigate this. Right. And if the issue is we can't, there's not another building or we can't just buy or we can't just find another building, then this is like the thing. And so yeah. I think one of you mentioned that we have had expansions over time. And when we first yeah. came to this space, we could see it about 75, maybe 80. We bumped it out moved a, a partial skid wall and then pretty I think relatively quickly that filled up and then we moved it again um, after COVID and then now we have Sundays that that are full or fuller yeah. um, and so the idea is like well man then if you have two gatherings like would that would that trend continue mm-hmm. and if it would then you like say all right well what does that look like and sure. is that the opportunity that God's inviting us into so we know we know those tensions. We're not eager to disrupt stuff for disruption's sake. But we, I also don't want to be uh, the reason why we trip ourselves up from growing in significant ways. And so that's why we ask the question. Hundred percent. And we know, and we'll, we can come back to this towards the end. But yeah, church planting. We are a church planting church. We want to plant churches. And so ah, there's too many people here. Like gosh, well then let's. As we still do, like we're still praying and asking and trying to prime our church for the next time we send folks out. So it's like, oh, like part of our philosophy as a church and what we hope for is that God would send people out from us to go do that. And so we've done that once already and that made some space, you know. Uh, that's also because there were folks here wanting to do that. And so, yeah, we can save that for a few minutes down the road. But honestly, like one of those full Sundays was this past Sunday from the time we're recording this, like we, we have 250 seats ish, right out there right now. And, uh, we had to bring out more chairs on Sunday, just this past Sunday, January of 2023. So like, it's a real thing. Like it's a thing that we need to figure out and talk about. So also, uh, sit closer to your neighbor. (laughs) That's right. Uh, so what did folks have to say about, um, yeah, what was the response on the, on the survey stuff? Uh, it seems like the vast majority, 64%, were like, it would be difficult and potentially taxing, but I'm all for creating more space for my neighbor to hear the gospel, which is clearly a loaded response. <laughs> like, that's that's the, like, okay. I, and so, like, yeah, whether people just said, I'll choose that one because whatever. <laughs> um some people, nine uh, percent roughly, which just for uh, which is about six. I think there were seventy responses okay, yeah. uh, representing families in in some way. Um, said no way, uh, and then fourteen percent said doesn't matter what the wind would be, not a chance. Like I'm out. Um, and then twelve percent was like yes, please, let's do that, mm-hmm. which is just interesting. So yeah. most of the people were like, ah, that would be tough, and and we would try to navigate that as the best way possible and not kill people yeah. serving or whatever. But that would be tough. But man, if that's what it took for the mission to go forth, then, you know, then uh, so be it. That's 41 responses. So that, yeah. So. I'd say a quarter of the people were like, eh, nah, no thanks. 12% were like, yeah. And then, yeah, 64 were like, <laughs> okay, we have to. If that's what Jesus was in our wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, takeaways from that. 
I don't know what you guys how you interpret that yeah. stuff. But I think man, what that does is, yeah, no one's racing to this. What we want you to know is that this is not something we're going to say, well, based on this, we're doing this tomorrow. Like This is just something for us to consider down the road as, by God's grace, we get growth. But be it, we've, we've joked that that's like kind of like the Jesus answer, that's the right answer. It is, I think, what the Bible would want us to consider, right? We, want, we don't want anyone to be arm wrestled into a right decision, mm-hmm. but I think that's the heart that we want to have, and that's the heart that we hope our church has. It's like, you know what? Like, not all of the Bible is fun and games. Some of it is sacrifice, and some of it is work. And we want to make sure, though, that if we go this route, that it is the right decision. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing, right? Like, we're not against that effort and that work and saying some maybe like gospel goodbyes if, mm-hmm. if we go to two gatherings because this might be the right thing and but also at the same time we want to make sure that this doesn't come as out of left field for our church and we want to make sure our church knows why we would do these things and the need for it mm-hmm. and so that's kind of just an opportunity yeah there is a relational capacity that everyone has and because of what we get to do because we are you know on staff at a church and our you know primary responsibility is shepherding and pastoring we we get to be involved in more people's life than most, mm-hmm. like thankfully. But we know that everyone, and, and the reality is everyone has already reached with the number of people that gather now. There's no way that you can have real life connections with all of those people, <laughs> certainly on a yeah. Sunday. Um, and that's why we, you know, the saying is, as you grow larger, grow smaller at the same mm-hmm. time. And so mm-hmm. it's why you have to be committed to, you know, community group or, or whatever that looks like, smaller circles of community where mm-hmm. you live life together. And so we, yeah, we know that's a thing. And at the same time, uh, I mean, when Jesus left, the church was 120 people. I'm sure Peter and those guys didn't know all of those people as, yeah. you know, 3,000, 5,000 coming to Jesus in one day, trust him. And they're like, oh my, you know what they said? We need more group leaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what are we going to do? We're like, we, we need a bigger temple or we're like, you know, we need house yeah. churches, whatever it was. It was like these uh, like obstacles and opportunities aren't new. Mm-hmm. They had relational capital just like we have. That's why Jesus chose 12 and not 12,000 yeah. to walk around with. And so that is the mindfulness of the mission and how it plays out in a local church. Like, will we be a church of 10,000? Probably not. That's yeah. okay. Um, and so we want to steward the resources that we have as best as we can. And we also want gathering with the church to be a delight. We know that mm-hmm. it takes yeah. sacrifice and service now. Um, and, and we try to, man, we don't want people serving more than once a month if they're out of the gathering and all those things as best as we can. And we have a great culture of that. And so if we moved to two gatherings, we would try to continue to make sure that you didn't loathe showing up on a Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, we've, I think our, our whole church thrives and has enjoyed i think the way that all of us look at stuff we're mission-minded but by and large like we're not overlooking the people that are already part of the village Mm -hmm. in order to like think oh how do we get the folks that aren't here yet in here as if like they're more important than the folks that are already here like once again kind of going back to even the very beginning like Mm -hmm. our call is to shepherd the flock that is among us already and so we never want to like push the folks that are already here to a place where we're doing them harm in service of something else. And so, um, so just know that we're as of January 12th, 2023, we're not doing this podcast because there are plans to move or plans to move to, to gatherings. So like, just, just know we're not priming (laughs) the pump for anything here at all. Um, 
you know, but at the same time, like there is a, there's a difference between hurting and harming. And so like never want to, <laughs> never want to harm the folks that are here with us. But also, like, there are growing pains sometimes to things, and we might have to be stretched in things that we do and together as a church. And so who knows what that'll play out in. But um, I guess the reason that we want to talk about this stuff with you all, uh, ask, ask your opinion about this stuff, share these results, and also just kind of layering on all these other things is, gosh, like, we're not going to rush into something that's going to blow up the church um, we want to walk in that stuff together um, in unity as we yeah. walk through lots of other stuff together in unity as well. Um, all for the good of the folks that are already here and also for the sake of whatever God might want to do in and through us. And so uh, the last thing uh, that I wanted to hit on this morning was uh, just the relationship with the village. So we asked kind of uh, about Ask folks to kind of define uh, the terms of their relationship with the church. And so do you want to read, Michael, again, kind of what we asked folks uh, in the categories and such? Yeah. How do you view your relationship to the village based on the following categories? And those categories were acquainted, connected, or committed. Um, yeah, that was it. So acquainted meaning casual, um, sporadic, uh, connected, regular, present, committed, intentional, taking ownership, et cetera. Yeah. Why did we ask folks to plunk themselves in a box? <laughs> this year? Clarity matters on anything, but like as an example, if you were traveling somewhere and needing directions and you're like, Hey, help me get here. And we would say, well, where are you? Mm-hmm. And then we can help you to maybe get there. And that's kind of what this question is, is we're asking members, Hey, like identify where you are in, you know, this, these, boxes don't matter for anything other than helping you to maybe see, Hey, this is, this is where you might be. And then is that where you want to be? And what are like the things that you might be able to grow in and how might we be able to shepherd and care for you moving forward with things? And so this is just gives us a gauge of maybe where you think you are, where our churches in general, based on some information. And it helps us to know like, Oh, okay, this is, this is how we might be able to move forward and, and shepherd the people that where they say they are. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, self-assess. One of the questions as we kicked this around was like, what would we even do with this? Like, why are we asking? And, and the danger is that we would ask someone to categorize themselves or that we would then treat them, you know, treat you as if you're categorized. And so to be clear, and I think it was set up um, kind of as I processed this stuff, but this was not um, for us to look at your name and then see where you find yourself. <laughs> it was not like individualized, like, hey, like, man, I want to see what they think. Yeah. And we're going to, like, no. It was to, it was to get a pulse. And if 90% of the church said, man, I feel acquainted, that, that is a problem for us. Like yeah. that, so it means that people aren't connected. They don't have meaningful relationships. They, they're not bearing weight. And that's in, in the eye of the beholder. So it, it is a self-assessment. Yeah. It's not something that we're... We're not get, we're not labeling you. Yeah, it's not a grade <laughs> that we give you. Yeah. yeah, and so it's not personalized. It is so that would say, oh my gosh, people aren't connected, and so that would cause us to say, man, what are the other issues? Um, that's that's kind of whatever, whatever that is. And so it really is a self assessment. It's a pulse, and it's also an opportunity for you to gauge, like like Matt said, like if. If you feel one way or, the, or another, um, or at least know that that's a consideration, my goodness, I am sporadic in my, you know, when I show right. up. I am, mm-hmm. like, I don't bear any weight. I'm not serving. I'm not giving. I'm not connected to meaningful relationships. And it's like, oh, wow, I should I should be. If this is my church mm-hmm. and I'm considering myself a part of this church 
community than I should be. And so it is also just by way of reminder that we want people to be committed to the mission and and how that fleshes out here at the village. Yeah. I mean, it's a natural, I mean, honestly, like we ask folks to, again, like look through the village gate and yeah, just where you at. And so this, it's just a, Hey, how did you answer that question? (laughs) Like it, it is just a fruit of that stuff. And so what did folks, uh, yeah. How did folks respond to this one? Uh, so remember, these are members that filled this out. Correct. Yeah. Which is not insignificant when you look at the scope of you know the, yeah, not the gatherers. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> so, seventy uh, percent said they were acquainted. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Uh, n- <laughs> no one, no one clicked the box that said I am merely acquainted, which is really encouraging. Um, the uh, majority felt like they were committed, which is sixty-two percent, and. Um, that's kind of like the, the deepest defining of the relationship. They're all in. Uh, and then uh, 35% said that they felt connected, which is not horrible. And some yeah. of those had some prefaces of like, gosh, season mm-hmm. of life. And sure. I want to be, yeah. but right now it's really hard and work is whatever. And so we get, we hear you and we totally yeah. get those mm-hmm. things. Um, and thanks for sharing that. So Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically... Almost two-thirds said they're committed for yeah. listening, and basically around one-third said they're connected, which is helpful for us to know yeah, of members. Fantastic. I mean, I think yeah. it's really good. One of our desires is to not have a list of names on a membership sheet, and, like, we don't know half of them. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen half of them in, yeah. like, forever. And so, again, like, part of our desire for all this stuff, membership renewal in general, membership in general, is so that we can we know who the flock is and we can care for them. And so it is encouraging, gosh, that, like, 90 some percent of the people that you know filled out membership renewal stuff would say that they are at least connected if not fully committed which connected is like you're still there's a regular presence you know and you have meaningful relationships and those things and so like that's really good and so that's an encouraging i think that's an encouraging response to those questions so absolutely pretty sweet um so in general uh anything else because i mean we always make space for folks to is there anything else that you want us to know you want to share with us whatever, um, which is like, oh man, like opening ourselves up for whatever. Uh, anything that you want to share that we got, maybe that was notable from uh, kind of that last little field. Yeah, that is opening us up for criticism, and we're okay with that. Yeah, like honestly, uh, and to the flip of that, what it's there for. By and large, there were just a ton of encouraging words, and so I would just say, if you're feeling, if you're filling this out, and you think, ah, like no one's reading this or whatever, like. This is at least in some way proof that we had to prep for this podcast. We we read your words, yep. and um, and so your words of encouragement and even particular things that you love about the village or the people or whatever it it's meaningful to us, mm-hmm. and we are super thankful for your words. Uh, there were a couple fun facts, which just is, is just hilarious. And so you know, Alaska is the only state whose name is on one row on a keyboard. Boom. And um, and then some things about monarch butterflies <laughs> migrating every third or fourth generation, which is really encouraging. So thank you for making sure that we know those things. Yeah, I, I learned more than I thought yeah. as a result of that. Yeah, so it's good. It fills us out. Um, uh, there were a couple comments about just safety for Kville, which is like just a priority. It mm-hmm. wasn't like a response to anything. Just it was really in response to like gathering space, and it was hey. We feel safe right now. That's a high priority. Um, and I don't know if we really need to go into it, but we have prioritized safety 
all around the 210 recently, thanks yep. to Matt's <laughs> leadership and some of that stuff. And then, you know, like some, hey, like it would be really great to keep one gathering and, you know, maybe get a bigger space or whatever. And I, I think we spoke to all those things. That yeah. would be our desire as well. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, sometimes our uh, we have other desires as well. Um, and somebody asked about church planting. Um, when are we, you know, planting our next church? When's that? Probably Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that's a great, it's a really good question. Yeah. Um, you know, because we are, we're part of Acts 29. We say we're a church planting church. And so, hey, like, where is, what, what's going on with that? Um, yeah, how would you guys answer that? I mean, it certainly is in our hands to a degree, and it's also out of our hands to a degree, mm-hmm. right? Like some of the things we consider in planning a church is who will be kind of the point person that, that does this, and are there people that would support that and want to be a part of that, and, and where and when and resources. And so all those things aren't in place as of now, so we don't have like a clear timeline as to, or a picture as to how that could look. That's always on our radar, and we are having conversations about new pastors and people that might be able to do this, and so it's not off the radar. We are saving for these opportunities as well and investing in a church planting locally. But yeah, like until probably we find that person or God brings about this in a more defined way, it's we're gonna, if we're just going to be waiting a little bit mm-hmm. and then doing what we can do in our control to, to make this happen, but certainly we're waiting on God to kind of also do his thing with this. Sure. Yeah, we want to be healthy as a church, um, which, yeah, at what size can you send, you know, a third of your people out or, you know, a yeah. quarter of your people out? That's significant, and certainly we did that, um, and we learned from that, you know, with Cedar City and all those things. But, um, yeah, so we're not forcing it. We're not saying uh, if we were a church that was a church of 800, mm-hmm. there are churches just so, there are churches in this country that won't plant in, until they can send out 800 people with six full-time staff. That's not us. <laughs> we can't send that if, you know, like whatever. And so that's a thing. Uh, and so we want to make sure that we're healthy. We are like pursuing health financially and other things that would kind of lend us to that space or whatever. And so we're looking at those things. Um, but we're also, so if we were a larger church and we had eight community groups mm-hmm. or six or five that were an outlier to like the core of where we were, and then we might say, man, maybe like that would be a good space. Mm-hmm. We're also not at that space in terms of numbers, and that's totally fine. Yep. And so we're not saying we're going to plant a church here or there or anywhere. We're, what we do get to do is we get to create a culture of multiplication mm-hmm. that says in our groups, in our maybe in our gatherings, whatever it is, in our homes we get to multiply disciples. Um, we get to care about quality leaders character um, gifts and, and we get to like fan the flame of those gifts and we get to be mindful and so we get to create a culture where those things are you know able to move forward and, and grow and equip and progress but we're also not trying to force something um, yeah. prematurely or unnecessary and so yeah we're planning for that with our uh, financial stewardship and, and and stewardship in all the other ways but we currently don't have a plan to do that yeah um, yeah so just invite you know, if you're listening to this, invite you into praying, uh, giving financially if you can to support, you know, even that stuff mm-hmm. to help us prepare for whatever that looks like down the road. Um, yeah. And to, and to honestly just be ready, open, mm-hmm. have your ears, eyes, heart, mind open to like where the Lord 
might call you into that stuff? Would he ask you at some point to be part of a church plant? Would he ask you to stay and be, you know, be part of this thing as we send people out? Just to, for you to even put your head there, you know, in some ways as well. Because uh, at the end of the day, like, if and, and when, you know, I think it's a when we send out our next church plant. Um, yeah, that's a that's not a thing that, like, the elders do. <laughs> that's a thing that the whole church does. Uh, and it is, it's it's a beautiful thing, and it's also a hard thing and a painful thing to do, but it's part of what we get to do. And so that's a thing that involves all of us. Mm-hmm. And certainly, uh, you know, as we continue to save, talk, till the soil, have conversations, you know, and there are a couple mm-hmm. folks who have, have talked to us about, hey, like, that's a thing that maybe I'm interested in at yeah. some point. We're talking with those people uh, and inviting that stuff. So as we're doing that, like, you also get to... Kind of be mindful of where your heart's at, praying for that, wanting that, uh, being open to that uh, as well. So, um, any other things to uh, of note before we wrap this up? I'll say one thing: uh, no one has ever, in the many years that we've been doing this, selected the off ramp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one has ever said, "I'm clicking the thing that I'm no longer." I don't. I don't think anyone has ever done that. Yeah. But certainly, we lose members and and people yeah. either drift off into oblivion and, and we don't know where they were which is much easier for us to to like journey with if you are a member that's why again membership matters um, but every year we do this and we know that most most people will uh, click the thing and wait whatever answer it and, and they're all in or whatever and we know that there are a handful who just forget and so we remind you um, this is a reminder there are a handful of people who still haven't filled it out for the end of 2022. And we also know that every year there's probably one or two or three people or families that for whatever reason won't, won't whatever. And so we do want to have conversations um, and we do want to define relationships. We want to learn and grow. And so wherever this finds you, if you've not filled that out and you're just like, oh gosh, I need to do that, do that. And you'll probably hear from us you know, soon, us tapping your shoulder and saying, hey, what's the deal? And, and not what's the deal like, um, do the thing, but what's the deal? Is there something we need to know? Yep. And so that's just kind of the heart behind why we do this in general. So. 100%. Cool. Well, thanks, guys, for making time to talk about this. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you've gotten this far, uh, appreciate that. Um, thanks to those of you who filled out the form and gave us feedback. Uh, super helpful for us as we think about the future of the village. Um, if you have any questions about any of that stuff, if you want to see the wild bar graphs, uh, <laughs> let us know. We'd be happy to share those things with you. Um, But yeah, thanks guys. We love pastoring the village. Love you guys. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you next time whenever whenever we do one of these things again. (laughs) See ya.